Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Stand by me at all times, or any other guide. We love to rock and roll all night and party every day, but please refrain from drinking and eating while you're on this tour. And finally, we're only open from 9 to 5, so we better get this tour started. Finale of Discontinued on Display, season four finale. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, the air horn! Here we go. Here we season, go. Yeah, season four. I can't believe we've done four seasons already. I know that it. This one went by fast. It was a fun season, yeah, and yeah. it's so weird to think we've already done four different topics, and we've done two specials. Yeah, we did because we did Long Furby and we did um, uh, the the watch party of A.C. Gilbert, (laughs) the best episode that like we should have stopped there. That was our peak. Um, It's so weird to to have gotten to this point. I don't know. It's I I, there's a part of me that can't believe we're still doing it in a weird way. Not to I hope that doesn't sound negative, but it's like weird to feel like realize we're still going and we have a growing audience. Like we had a couple new people follow us on Instagram recently. Oh, that's fun. And I don't know them. Thanks to those people. They're not like related to our mothers. No, (laughs) I don't know these people. They don't work with me. It's not anyone I've been on a date with recently. (laughs) They, they chose based the, oh, the only knowledge they have of us is on this podcast and they chose to follow us. (laughs) Yeah. My, when people, when I tell people I, we do a podcast, I'm like, oh, I do a podcast. They're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, it is like, don't, don't, don't think it's like, it's not like I'm doing like a freaking like, like big thing. Like there's like 40 listeners and I know 39 of them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's people often will ask me about like podcasting. Oh, well, do you have sponsors? Are you making any money? And it's like, don't get me wrong. It would be great if, you know, every hobby that I had made money. But if I, I had a lot of people tell me when I started podcasting a couple years ago, that if you're going into it saying I'm going to make money, you're probably not going to make money. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to go into it just with like, this was a fun idea. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. This is yeah. uh, learning about all this stuff. My Disney one, being able to just talk about like Disney stuff. And, uh, it, it, and I'm even now I'm, I'm guest starring on the gridiron heroics, uh, podcast. I'm That's a fantasy so cool. football expert. So, uh, uh, so I just get to like, come on for 10 minutes and just talk about fantasy football every week. And it's a ton of fun. Like who cares if anything comes off of it? Yeah. I don't care. It's, it's just fun. We're having I mean, a good we- time. <laughs> We did this as a way to find joy in a in a part of our existence where we weren't finding it. Um, and so the fact that we went out and we created our own joy and we get to to do this and and learn more about weird stories and share them with people is that I mean that in and of itself is enough for me. I enjoy that greatly. Yeah. And we have the uh the, the best story. This is 
one of my favorite stories ever. Like I'm excited for you. Like forget about themed entertainment. This this theme park, Hard Rock Park, which is what we're talking about today, is the story behind it, how it came to be, and what it is. You know, I, I, we've seen so many themed entertainment things, like Auto World, Serial City, stuff where it's like bad ideas mm-hmm. that people thought was a good idea. This is one of the few ones that the idea is excellent and the execution of the idea was excellent it was a bunch of other stuff that didn't go excellent which is what caused this park to close and we'll get into that later but we got to start at the at the very beginning and we have to get our major player and this guy's name is John Bukowski so John Bukowski is the brain behind hard rock park and when i say he is the brain like it is this guy this is not something that that you know disney or universal or sea world or any of these big name parks came up with this was john bukowski coming up with this idea and and it wasn't originally a uh a hard rock park so he you know he he started his own company um renaissance entertainment and basically he created shows for the major, you know, Disney Six Flags, other stuff like that. And then um, a big thing in that killed tourism in the, uh, in the early 2000s was September 11th, 2001. Because obviously there was some anxiety about going on planes mm-hmm. and so tourism dipped and that unfortunately meant that a lot of theme parks were not adding a lot of things because they didn't have the cash to add those things um so basically the only asset that john had was an ice skating show that was housed in a theater that was near an outlet mall in myrtle beach south carolina how is that considered an asset I mean, I don't get that. Isn't an asset to, supposed to be a physical thing? Well, yeah, yeah. It was. Did you hear it was an ice skating rink? Oh, an I heard sk- it was an ice skating show. Oh yes, ice skating show. How is it? But a he theater? owned. But he owned the rink. Yeah. So it was. Okay. It was a show in a theater near an outlet mall, and basically what he did was he sketched, um, something called Fantasy Harbor. So Fantasy Harbor was this theme park that was based on, that had four lands based on the four seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. So you would be able to go through all of the seasons. That And it was very fun. The early concept art looks delightful. Honestly, that sounds amazing to me. That yeah. I want. <clears throat> it looks very, very nice. Um, but the problem with it was it was too generic that, it, it it really yeah all the rides i mean okay what what would be like a unique themed spring ride a ferris wheel a roller coaster like you're not it, no you're that not, would be like that would be like the teacups but you're in like a flower bud okay so yeah it's the teacups so it 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 the problem with it was that it felt the same yeah but you can do okay wait 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 using the teacups as an example there's a place by us it's the santa's village yeah oh yeah 
where you can put out a fire in Santa's house? Isn't that, is that still a ride? I I I don't know if it's still a ride. I know it's still around because I was like, oh, we'll do Santa's Village, and then I was like, oh, it's still here. Oh, yeah. um, the village is still there. But like you, it, the spinning teacups is there, but it's snowballs. You're in a snowball. So if they're allowed to transfer it with just a fun theme that gets me engaged and gets me like learning or something, I don't I don't think something being too generic. I think as long as the entertainment factor is there, because by that token, Disney does things that other places have done for years. Yeah, but I with with Disney, they can make a new ride or Universal or SeaWorld or whatever for that matter. They can take an existing ride and go and here's some IP that we can slap on it and that makes it different. And also realize the timing of it all as well. That the timing of this, in order to open something up in the mid-2000s, you had to have something that was mind-blowing unique that people were going to travel to. Mm-hmm. People weren't just going to travel to a, a place that had the same old Ferris wheel or you know rides that they could get at their local fairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they needed the big bucks and kind of in order to do that, they needed a big name investor. And so he kind of goes back to the drawing board and he decides, you know what? I've got an idea. No one has ever created a theme park around music. And he goes, yes. So he rethemes this whole thing um, to music. Well, how do you get investors? You got to find someone in the music business. And this is the, this is the fantastic part of this story. So he has an associate. His name is Steven, who has been working for um, the Rank Group, which owned Hard Rock International. So they, they were the ones that developed Hard Rock Hotel, all the Hard Rock Cafes, you know, all that jazz. And Steven gives John the name of Hard Rock's VP of Franchise Operations, whose name is Oliver Monday. And John could not believe his ears because because Oliver Monday is his literal next door neighbor. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Bukowski is living next to the VP of franchise operations for Hard Rock Park and he has no idea until his associate Steven tells him this. So then he literally grabs a bottle of wine and knocks on the guy's door and says, I have a theme park idea for you. And like two months later, he secured the franchise, uh, the franchise rights. My God. Isn't that wild? (laughs) That makes me really sad that this, that this doesn't work out like that. That makes this a little bit more heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, <clears throat> like it, John Bukowski, this is John Bukowski's baby. Like this is his baby. Honestly, this is kind of in a way what it would have been like if Walt Disney world had not worked out mm-hmm. because you know, Walt Disney world, you read all the early Disney stuff. This was Walt's thing. You know, Disneyland was Walt's baby and he willed that thing <laughs> to, to be in existence. And it, it this, there's very similarities. So, He's he's selling them on a theme park with a rock and roll attitude. You've got four zones. You've got classic rock, born in the USA, cool country, and world rhythms. And so deal wasn't is there done. Five? Wasn't there an across the pond? Yes. So then that, that's or British Invasion. That's what it was called. Yes. British Invasion comes in there as well. Um, so 
The sad news is this opens on June 2nd, 2008 and closes on September 24th, 2008. Four months of operation. And I believe opens up for another six months and then closes as well. So the big question is like, what happens? Was it just like bad? Well, it opens. Are you talking about as the Hard Rock Park it reopens for six months? Or are you talking about when it changes? Yeah, it changes. And then, you know, yeah, that then it's something else. And it has a different name. It's the same exact thing, but they have to remove all the licensing and, and kind of change yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I mean, the things I read, people liked it. Like it was good. Oh, yeah. It was well done. Like some reporter had said this one dark ride, which, oh, what's the name of the it's dark Night, ride? Nights in White Satin is the Thank greatest you. dark ride ever. <laughs> And I, there's a video of Knights in White Satin, The Dark Ride, and it looks like something that was developed while someone was on acid. It probably was. But, um, yeah, like, the the people that have been on that dark ride, and it's very few because not many people were in this park, say that the Knights in White Satin ride, and, and for those of you being like, wait, like the song? Yes, like the yes. song. It is like one of the greatest dark ride experiences that they have ever had. Um, you know, colors and, and, and the glow in the dark and like the video does not do it justice because it's hard to like really get that view. But yeah, Matt, have you been, I have not, this is, uh, I thought this I, was leading to going and I've been there. Oh, uh, I wish. Cause here's the thing. I actually could have been to this cause this was open when I was alive and like, of age where I could go somewhere, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I have not. Um, so what, what, what gets me about this is how the level of detail that they go into it, because similar to like what Disney has, where when you walk into Adventureland, there's a certain music playing. When you walk into Fantasyland, there's certain music playing. It was the same thing with Hard Rock Park. You couldn't walk into, you didn't want to walk into cool country where it's supposed to be a country theme and hear Led Zeppelin. Like that wouldn't work out. Mm-hmm. So they really had to, to test like sound barriers and, and, and cutting off certain lands in order to make sure that there wasn't the sound bleed. So you were like getting this weird mashup of rock music and things like that. Like how Disney does it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, there's cool statues and arts of like, you know, guitars and uh, rock things. There's a pinball um, wizard that you can go and play pinball. Oh, the pinball wizard arcade. I liked that. That was one of my favorite named spaces. Cause all the spaces are named after like either, a concept, a thing, an actual song. I, I thought that was really cool. And when it changes to this, uh, the not hard rock uh, theme park, which, hold on one second. It was, I I'm, I forget it. No, I'm um, going to figure it out because at Freestyle Music Park. Yes. That's what it turns into. Like they, they, some of the names that they carry, like they can't take, they can't call it the Pinball Wizard Arcade anymore. They call it Who's Tommy? Which, there you go. I mean, that's where Pinball Wizard is from, is from the musical Tommy. But, yes. um, like, some like some of the names just aren't as good. Like, freestyle, like, it feels like I'm eating Jewel brand, Walmart brand cereal, and not eating Fruit you're Loops. Eating, you're eating Fruity Loopies? <laughs> yeah, instead of Fruit Loops. <laughs> and, like, it, it hurts me a little bit when I read some of the name transitions. Yeah. So, you know, each section of the park 
you know, kind of is, it, you know, it's, there's a roller coaster, there's a kids play area, there's a theater show, there's a family protect, uh, family attraction, a restaurant, a bar, a live music venue, roaming entertainment. So each section kind of feels, you know, kind of has the same types of stuff. Yes, it's for kids, but this also was a park that was a little bit more geared to your like adult hard rock people. So it was a little more edgy. Like some of the statues were a little bit, you know, out there and things like that. Um, you know, there's, there's really great photos of like the reggae river falls. Like that's, that's funny. Uh, where was the one, um, that, uh, in, uh, on the, uh, uh, there's a carousel that apparently played Rod Stewart's, do you think I'm sexy through a calliope, which is just fantastic. I, I need that. I need to ride that immediately. I feel like I have not lived till I have. And, and to me, that's one of those things where why are just more carousels just not doing that? Like just, it doesn't have to be in Hard Rock Park. Just any carousel. Anywhere. Just, yeah. Just the, anywhere, the one just, in my local mall. Yes. The one, yes. because um, at my old, I, I think we've talked about this before. I know we've talked about the fact that you and I worked in Disney stores before. Um, different ones. But have you ever been to the the mall where mine was? Yes, I have. So, you know, there's that double-decker carousel that's in the dead center of the mall. You can clearly see that. That is the one I want to play, Do You Think I'm Sexy? I want to ride on the back of a kangaroo while I hear Do You Think I'm Sexy? Yes. And then there was also a kid's play area that was like a punk rock inflatable thing. So it had like a hand with like the the, um, spikes on it and things like that. So... um, just just wild and if you're thinking well matt where were the thrill rides oh don't you worry the thrill rides were there too you could go on led zeppelin the ride i think a lot of women have been on that but i'm <laughs> zing oh good night oh, everyone man um <laughs> um and so you know, but the interesting about all of this, is, all of this is, um, you yes, you had Hard Rock Park as the rights, but for like something like Led Zeppelin the ride, you had to go find Led Zeppelin and get their blessing. Well, when this was happening in you know the two thousands, Led Zeppelin is not around anymore, and so John and Stephen have to fly back and forth to England to talk to the band members individually to get like blessing and input. Um, and the drummer, uh, uh, John Bonham had passed. And so he's working with the family who owns his estate to in working in it. So it it took like three years to get Led Zeppelin, the ride off the ground because of all this. Um, the interesting stipulation about their, them giving him rights to this was, no matter what song was used in the attraction, every guest had to experience the entire song. That was a part of the attraction. I, which of his songs are short enough for that? <laughs> are there any? Um, it was, um, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can find it. A uh, whole lot of love. Uh, clocks in at five minutes and 33 seconds. That's too long for a ride. So you got a five minute long roller coaster because Led Zeppelin said it. You have to hear the entire song. 
Like, I don't think there's even a roller coaster at Disney that lasts that long. No, 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 no. Not a roller coaster. No, there's like dark rides that last that long, but not a roller coaster. Really? That's one of. Oh, yeah. Splash Mountain is a 20 minute ride. Splash Mountain takes 20 minutes? Yes. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. It does not feel like 20 minutes of my life. Because you're having so much fun. That's why. I hate that. I hate that it's so fun that 20 minutes goes by and it seems like like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, That's just, no, no way. I'm, I'm absolutely serious about that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Led Zeppelin the ride. Great. Um, uh, we, you know, we, we talked about uh, Knights in White Satin. Just um, great. They were trying to do a Beatles ride, but the Beatles, the people who owned the Beatles were like, uh, you can do the Beatles ride if you put it in a Beatles park and only a Beatles park. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're, we're doing Hard Rock Park, not Beatles Park. So that's why Knights in White Satin uh got made because they were like well we can't do the beatles so what was the beatles did, do we know what the beatles was supposed to be what the ride was i'm sure it was going to be something like yellow submarine like swanky colors mm-hmm. and things like that. oh was that was the beatles supposed to be the dark ride yeah that was supposed to be the dark ride gotcha so um that's where the, so that's where moody blues comes in and that's why knights in white satin uh uh, uh comes in and the interesting part about that is um, the band didn't have the redistribution rights when it was originally recorded in 1967. So they had to re-record a brand new Knights in White Satin for this ride. So that's the other crazy thing about this ride is there is a unique recording of Knights in White Satin specifically for this ride. What is this place? Like, this is, like isn't this crazy? <laughs> um, I wish you could have all just seen the physical movement Matt just did. Like Ugh. it was like I I was pretty sure Matt left the building and Kermit the Frog became my co-host. Oh, I I this is just everything is this oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. Um and then you get into the details. And the details and my favorite detail of this entire park. Did you see the bathrooms of this park? No. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to Google yeah. uh, Hard Rock Park bathrooms mm-hmm. and go to images, and I want to hear your gut reactions. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Oh. Oh, the urinals? Yeah. I've seen this before. I didn't realize this was Hard Rock Park. Yes. The old lady's the best one. Yeah. So With her little magnifying glass. Yes, what what he is what he is uh, looking at is uh, so there's the urinals, but above the urinals are ladies who are looking down and looking uh, excitedly at at uh, your genitalia. At, at, yes, yes, at your body. <laughs> and then there's also an old lady with a magnifying glass, and that one's the funniest. But she's one. she's still impressed. Yeah, she is impressed. She's just she's a she's a she's into she's a, that detail. She's a saucy young oh, old lady. But yeah, you've got all kinds of people. You got two little country girls. You've Was got, there something like, similar in the women's bathroom? Like, were there like men painted on the floor or something <laughs> in the stalls? <laughs> that would be really strange. 
Oh, I yes, because this isn't strange. The old lady with the magnifying glass is normal, Matt. I didn't say this wasn't strange. This is Every the time strange. I go to the bathroom, an old granny in a shawl comes and whips out her magnifying glass and looks I, at my body. I would, be, I would be very uncomfortable going to the bathroom in this bathroom. We will absolutely post a picture of this bathroom. There's a... Um, there's a restaurant. Um, it's all over in Illinois. There's like three locations. I know there's one in Naperville. There's one in Frankfurt. And there's one in Schaumburg. And it's called Fat Rosie's. Are you familiar? Uh, yes, I know which one you're talking about. It's a great restaurant. They have really good food. They are not sponsoring us. Scott, I wish they were because I love their food and I love their margaritas. But in their woman's room. So the men's room is fine. It's a normal themed restroom. The women's restroom of this chain. You open the door. And immediately what you see is a man standing at a urinal and you hear so, like, Dios mio, someone's in here. And it's a ma- it's a very good mannequin, very well dressed <laughs> mannequin. Um, I've seen pictures like my friends who have gone have shown me pictures and the voice is speakered in such a way that it sounds like it's coming from this mannequin. I have been at that restaurant, heard people go, oh, <laughs> And like this fear, like my mom, I think I was with a friend of mine. It wasn't my mom. I was with a friend of mine and she came back and she went, I don't know where the restroom is. (laughs) Help. (laughs) But I had been, so I laughed. I said, no, I promise you that's the ladies room. (laughs) That's really mean. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I eat that stuff uh, up. Every restaurant should do that. We'll we'll post a picture of that uh, of the bathrooms, and then you had the the, the wonderful cow statue. So this is a um, a cool looking cow with like an Elvis haircut and sunglasses, holding a microphone. And then there's uh, the the fountain part is coming out of his udders. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad that no one could see what you just did. Yeah. You know, one of these days I'm gonna, gonna just record. We have to do a live stream one day, but like. Y'all, Matt just, like, took his hands totally, like, straight, like, like an open palm smack style, and from his general mid-torso just started, like, pointing aggressively like an airline steward. Well, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> like, no, I'm sure, like, it's from the belly area, and it's, like, a fountain. You're, like, doing, like, move that way, like power well, I mean, jets. I'm saying this because the picture I'm looking at, there are two middle-aged women that are very, like... Surprise what is it with this place and middle-aged women? Rock cow Billy is what the what the the cow's name is. Um, and then also there was a there was a band. Oh, okay, I understand now. Um, I, wow, the, those those udders don't look like udders. Yeah. Um, and and did you look up the uh the wonderful um bear metal family and Winston the punk rock dog? Oh, no. Yeah, so this is a family of bears and a punk rock dog. The dog has a blue mohawk, and they're on, like, punk rock things. And they were they were geared for, like, kids, and they made appearances. And, the, the like, the long-term goal – so, like, it, it, it's like they're kiss. And then there's also a dog. I mean, why not? And kiss would have been more successful had they had a dog. Like, let's be honest. I mean, very true. Oh, wow. I, mean, I have friends who are terrified of mannequins. This would ruin them. Have I? Ever, have we ever talked about um, speaking of mannequin bears? How my friend was almost murdered by uh, Big Al. 
No. Like in uh, Frontierland in Disney? No. So, total side tangent. We're going on it. Everyone buckle up. So, in Frontierland in Disney, if you're lucky enough, there is a street show featuring the Brer characters from Splash Mountain. And the Country Bear Jamboree. And they come out and they do a dance. And it's like a cir- it's a, it's a circle dance. It's like a circle line dance. Very, very like stereotypical cowboy kind of a thing. And my friend and I were watching from the side laughing. And the, the Country Bear Jamboree mascot meet and greet characters are god-awfully terrifying. Like whoever designed their masks should be punished. Like that's not family friendly. And so we were sitting there, me and my friend were standing there going, wow, this is a lot. And then the dance ends and Big Al turns on his heels and just starts going, just booking it. Like, and Big Al, for those of you who don't know, Big Al is big. It is a wide mascot suit. Um, He's not a tall one. He's a wide one. And he's just going as fast as whoever this poor person is in the suit can go to get the F out of here. To the point that the character attendant, because in this dance, each mascot is paired with a character attendant. The character attendant doesn't realize that Big Al is left. <laughs> you like see her look to the left and the right, turn around and see him going. And she starts taking off running after him. Like that's how quickly this man is going or woman or whoever's in the suit. And so... We see it happening, and I take a giant step to the side because we're close enough where this isn't okay. Big app, and whoever's in the suit can't, I'm assuming, cannot see well, hence also the character attendant. My friend almost got mowed down. He was right <laughs> in Big Al's path, and seeing this thing with its gaw, its maw agape, looking all like drunk and weird, coming barreling at you five nights at Freddy's style, is like the last thing you want to see. Like, he froze. Like, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, I saw the fear and the panic, and he got out of the way, but like, Big Al did not swerve. They were not going to, they were, my friend was either going to move, or he was going to take him out. <laughs> Like, there was no choice here. And so I taught my friend, like, when Zoom Zooms were still a thing, we were in the park one day, I bought him a Big Al Zoom Zoom. Okay. And every now and then when I go to his house, I take it from where he has it, and I hide it somewhere in his house so it'll frighten him. Oh, <laughs> uh, So he probably has nightmares about Big Al. God, I hope so. Oh, that's um, But those those characters remind me of Big Al. Like, a better quality, but very Big Al. Yeah, they, they do have kind of a, like... They are like the rock version of Country Bear Jamboree. They could have just had a Country Bear Jamboree. They have a country town. True. Could you imagine a Country Bear Dolly Parton? I could, and (laughs) that seems interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so more details about this park. There was... was There's more? Oh, there's more. Oh, my gosh. So, um... Just outside the entrance of Knights in White Satin, The Trip, there was an unusual guitar that was wedged in a perfect, or wedged perfectly inside a giant stone. Several times a day, a ceremony would be held to find the true king or queen of rock. All you had to do was to secure the regal title was pry the instrument from the boulder. All right. So, a la, like, you know, sword in the stone type thing. And you can see the, the, there's a picture of this delightful fellow who he, you know, he's in a punk rock like squire uniform 
and uh, this wonderful vacation lady is looking very confused and smiley, and she is standing right next to the uh, the sword guitar thing. Very cool. Like you do. Uh, hilarious thing. They have a um, a empty rack that says free air guitars. Ha. Hilarious. <laughs> And then there's also the, you know, the famous painting of like, uh, like the, the, the one where like God is reaching down and touching yes. fingers with, uh, yeah. I should know this, but isn't that know. the Sistine Chapel? Yeah, I think so. Um, Michelangelo's uh, they, Sistine yeah, Chapel. They have painting. one where it's, it's, it's God with a bunch of like cool sunglasses, angels, and then a cool, like Elvis looking rock dude with a guitar strategically covering, uh, uh, where it needs the, to be, yeah, and uh, they're like touching fingers, and it says, "Let there be rock." But, yeah, exactly. That's actually in the Bible. You should know that you're a youth oh, minister. Sorry, sorry, my religion major didn't cover that section. Um, and then there was a bunch of unused stuff. Like there was gonna be, um, there there was gonna be a hotel um, with like a waterway to get to that hotel. They were gonna kind of have like. Um, you know, a, a downtown Disney city walk type thing where, you know, you could, uh, you could do some shopping and things I like that. I imagine you could go to the hard rock cafe on that city. Uh, yeah. Walk. There's probably a hard rock camp, uh, 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 cafe, cafe. Um, uh, then there was, uh, there, there was going to be a welcome to the jungle ride. It was going to be a water rapids ride set to the Ooh. guns and roses song. Uh, which would have been the world's first rapids attraction featuring onboard sound. Um, so, you know, that, that would have, that would have been something uh, that would have been cool. I'll be honest. Um, you know, they had amphitheaters and uh, you know, other like other ride things that they were really hoping to, to get off the ground. Um so anything else that, so that that's all the stuff. I mean, there's, there's, there's a ton more. Um, those are just my favorite stuff. Um, if you want to dive more into this, you're going to want to research theme park university. And, uh, there's like an eight, nine, 10 part article series on all of this that really dives into everything, all these pictures, all this concept art, um, it's, you know, from that and other podcasts I've listened to about this theme park is where I've gotten so much of this information. But I, and now we kind of have to get to where, like, what went wrong. <laughs> That'd be great. Tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple things that happen. One, if Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or any of these places were to build a theme park and have it fail, there's a backup of high investors that are um, ready to go, ready to, you know, cushion that. This park didn't have that. Yes, it had the licensing agreement. It had investors behind that. But it, again, it's this one guy. That's that's pretty much like this is his baby. That's it. So as um, this park starts to hemorrhage money, there's not like a cushion to fall back on. And then they made some weird business decisions. Um, they didn't really advertise for it. So a lot of people didn't know that it was there. I never was, heard of it until you yeah, brought it up. Exactly. And then they made the weird choice of one price for everybody. 
it was $50 to get in, no matter the age. So if you were 10, $50. If you were 50, $50. So a lot of people didn't see it as a value because every other place in America has, and kids 12 and under are this, or kids 13 and under are this price. But they did try that. Like there was different, like after this time of day, it's this price. If you're this age, it's this price. And that wasn't helping either. Yeah. Um, And then just something they had no control over. Obviously 2008 is a big economic recession. It's, once again, the the tourism industry as a whole goes down as people do not have as much disposable income to go, go to places like this. Yeah. And then what you have then is the people at the top, who again are your Disney Universal SeaWorld, that's what people are saving up for. They're not saving up to go to Hard Rock Park. <laughs> Um, or if they're in Myrtle beach, the beach is cheaper than going to hard rock park because you can, you know, maybe you have to pay for, you know, the afternoon of parking for the beach, but then the beach is free. Like you just, you play at the beach. So people were finding just other stuff to do. Um, and the attendance was just not there. And, um, like they were, they were expecting like 10,000 people a day. And on a lot of days it was like a thousand people. So the park was just empty and with how much stuff they had in there, they were really counting on drawing people in. And it's interesting because it's one of those ideas that you go, man, how did this fail? Because music is such a big part of so many people's lives. It's not like rock and roll is a, and music are a niche thing. And the hard rock, franchise has hotels and casinos and so many restaurants like it feels weird that this wouldn't catch yeah yeah so i think there was just some again like couple misstep business things and then as with a lot of stuff just timing i mean had this come had 2008 been the opposite and been an economic boom you know something happens and the economy booms does this part go the other way I don't know. Um, but definitely that's, that's always, you know, you look throughout history of how many things either succeeded or failed based on what was happening in the world yeah. around them. So um, unfortunately, yeah, it's open for like, I mean, I think it's you know total, it's like less than a year that it's open. And, and like you said, they tried to revive it you know, now they, they stripped it of the hard rock stuff and they made it, you know, a generic music thing. And they tried the, we're just going to open on the weekends and all this stuff. And it just, it just never took off. So it's, it's abandoned. Alas. Yeah. I mean, it's still there. It's just so, is abandoned now. Now here's the thing. If you, I told Matt before the start, I was like, Oh shoot. I, I was so stupid. I didn't go and, do my eBay research that I always do. Um, you can get very stereotypical merchandise. You can get clothing and coasters and bottle openers. And a lot of it is stupidly priced. Like there's a bottle opener for $250. But the weird thing, this okay. might be the weirdest thing. And I've seen a cast of Robin Williams head. 
Okay. On here. No, this is in line. This isn't like our top five weirdest items. You can buy a Hard Rock theme park Mick Jagger Rolling Stones lip statue. Wait. What? For for $8,000. Whoa. You can only pick it up locally. Um, and it is currently in South Carolina. Okay. Did you see you some can... of the other weird stuff? Did I see? I mean, yeah, like I think the bottle opener is a little weird. There's a sign from the arcade for like 350 Um Yeah, the sign from the arcade. There's a you can get a a, a speaker from oh, one of the rides. I didn't see that. And did you see the clothing item that I could get for $25? No, I didn't see the 20 because I'm I have my thing organized weird. Hold on, let me just go to best match. I'm assuming you have it on best match. I just is it the Hard Rock Park eBay? They have it in my size. Wait a minute. It is wait. Oh. The Hard Rock Park opening crew button up shirt. Oh, is that and that's what you want? Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm looking it at says, the red and white shirt. Yeah, it says crew on it. It's Why got is there har- a leg lamp pen? That's not. It's that's not got. Rock. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like oh, they made it look yeah. it, but like that's uh, that's a Christmas story thing. I kind of want this shirt. Why? Because it goes with your McPizza hat. Uh, no, because like that's a cool theme park thing. That's only twenty five dollars. That's not that bad. Matt's wife is away right now, so there's no one to rein him in. So I guess like okay, now that we've talked about the merchandise and the stuff and why it failed. Do you think that this should... I think I know your answer. Do you think that this should return? Oh, this absolutely should return. I wish there was a way that we could go back in time and, like, I I like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think everything about this park is unique. Like, uh-huh. it, it's a unique thing. So it's not like... A, I, can't, I can't go on another equivalent of a Knights in White Satin ride. I can't go... And experience a lot of these things at other parks. I can't go on a five and a half minute roller coaster to hear an entire Led Zeppelin song. And that's that's what gets me about this is that it's it's a completely unique experience. Because then some of the other stuff is like, no, this shouldn't come back. You can do this 70 other places. You can't do this anywhere else. So here's here's the thing. I actually disagree with you. Okay. Um, I don't think this needs to be its own giant amusement park. I think that you could easily incorporate these themes into a section or a selection of rides in Disney World or Universal Studios, if not both. Like Disney World has the rock and roller coaster, right? Like, I think you could expand on that. Like they could have like if Hollywood Studios expands, for example, you could have a music area that does different kinds of big music stuff. They could do, they could literally do this in a small section of space and do it well, you know, do it small, but well, and have people enjoy it. You don't need a whole theme park, in my opinion, dedicated to, because I think part of it, and I, I feel like we're noticing this with Disney World right now and Universal too. The history and the classics change so drastically. That, like, I've never heard of Knights in White Satin. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I heard, there it, are, I heard it on the radio the other day. Like there are people who won't know who Mick Jagger is like people younger than you and I kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those people are out there. So this had the problem with this theme park to me is these music, these songs, these artists will eventually fade away and there will be a select people like, I really like Ella Fitzgerald. Not a lot of people do or know who she is, right? I'm actually, people probably know who Ella Fitzgerald is, but you know, there's other artists, like we all know no, who Ella you, is. That, so that's my point. That's why I think this is problematic, where I think if you make it a small section in an established park, that will have large turnaround. You know what I mean? Like they can switch out the songs. Like if you have to reconstruct a whole park around new music, like, Let's say you have to take away Nights in White Satin and make it Blank Space by Taylor Swift, right? Like, and those kind of things and that rollover. I just, I picked a modern artist out of my head. I know you did. And that ride sounds awful. <laughs> okay. Taylor Swift is a good artist. Like, don't, don't at me. She's a good artist. Um, or like, to me, like that's to, to me, like, I love some of the ideas of these rides. But again, I think it could be a smaller area that allows for easier revamping and turnover. Like that's like Disney's got that right now. Like think about think about Disney World. Think about Magic Kingdom, right? I, Small I get what World, you're saying. Splash Mountain. Well, ignore Splash Mountain because they're revamping it. Space Mountain. A lot of these rides just have a generic, it can't grow old theme. But think the alien ride is gone. Right? Um there are there are terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying <laughs> and it's horrible, but it's gone, right? Like Splash Mountain is about to go away. Because that movie is something we don't talk about anymore. We do not talk about Song of the South. Um, they just drastically changed Pirates of the Caribbean to fit the IP. Um, the like they just added Frozen. Like all the things we talked about that came out of the Epcot Pavilion. Like, yeah, see, but I I think that they could easily build themselves though as a more value park. I think that's, that's what now as the theme park wars of the big three start to become, what's the third one? Uh, SeaWorld. I include in that. I think SeaWorld's uh. got, you know, kind of, they've got a good foothold on things. Six flags is in that. Like as these prices balloon into like, we can't afford this anymore. I mean, we talked about it early in the season, like Dollywood, Dollywood is starting to become a really affordable option. And I think that's what this park could become is it could fit into this. Listen, you want to have a rip roaring good time that dads and moms can have fun with their kids and, uh, you know, teach them about, yeah, this is the music that I listened to when I was a teen and, um, kind of build it as more of a value thing where you're still getting all the cool thrills and, and all that stuff. I, I think, I think the problem is that too many theme parks try to come out and say, we're going to be what Disney is. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you don't have the budget that Disney has. You don't have the name brands that Disney has. And it's okay to say, you know what, we're just going to build a really good theme park based on this. And we're going to make it more of a value place that families can come. But and, it felt, this felt like, music magic kingdom it had four it, different it, areas it had your welcome center like it felt yeah. like that and i think that's okay you can do that and still still have it be just not ungodly expensive so um i i think there's still i think there would absolutely be a place for this in in our world today in 2022 Anything else you got before we head out? 
you kind of, you know what I will say you did kind of um bring me around to that idea. But at the same time I I'm going to hold my guns. I hear you. My guns and roses if you will. Oh, wow. <laughs> um I I don't want to say anything else because uh, I want that to be the the last thing we say. The last pun. Well, you know what? We do need to talk about one other thing. Yes, This is our do. finale. What happens next? What happens next? Well, we're doing... Uh, I'm really excited for this uh, I'm, next... I'm so excited for well, the Would next... you like to announce it then? If you're, I'd you're... love to. Thank yes, you. please. Go. The yes. next season is just going to be stories from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at me that much that's rude Just, i'm imagining all the people like ah <laughs> where's the discontinued things Aha, no. we've got you <laughs> well, i don't wear diapers anymore that's discontinued we're gonna talk about the first time i soiled a diaper the first i don't trick-or-treat anymore the first time i trick actually saying trick-or-treating does bring us into what our next um we're doing kind of a season 4.5 next um a shorter season that's going to span a little bit differently we're going to do discontinued holiday traditions um, i'm really excited for discontinued holiday traditions i think it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have some cool things to talk about they're going to get sprinkled around you know we got three major holidays coming up exactly. we got halloween we got um dia de los muertos is coming up oh, yeah. um thanks that's so for there's thanksgiving uh all your hot, your like winter holidays. We got Hanukkah, we got uh, Kwanzaa, Christmas, uh, Yule. Day. What was that Boxing Day? If you're in, in the one person who's in England, um, isn't that Canada? It's England, Canada, and Australia do Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, Canada. I, I feel like we have some Canadian listeners. Do we? If you're Canadian, please tweet at us. Hang on, let me check this. I have I have stats on you where have the people stats. listen from. So that's what our next season's going to be. I'm very I promise we won't well no, I can't promise we're not going to talk about the man who saved Christmas, but we we're not going to focus on AC Gilbert. He I, might come I up and I think we passing. can promise that we will talk about the man we who can. saved Christmas. <laughs> um so I'm very excited. Um I don't know if Matt and I have agreed on the date that that season starts. Um it's I believe it's we're going to start the week the week before Halloween. So like I okay, think Halloween's cool. on like a Monday. Yeah, we yes, absolutely have. There have been five people that have downloaded our episodes in Canada. Well, happy Boxing Day, Canada people. Yep. Um, yes. No. So I, I, I pitched to Matt with the season premiere that we, I, we were going to start a little later, but I was like, there's a holiday Halloween one I'd love us to do. I think it would be really fun. So yeah, we're going to so start with that. I don't know the date on that. I suppose I have a calendar like, you know. Do you? Right. On do you have phone. one in your pocket, maybe? You know, um, the 27th of October is when we'll come back and we'll run through the 22nd of December, right before Christmas. So it'll be, again, a little mini, mini season, though I still think we're doing like eight or nine episodes. Like it's 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 not really that mini of a season. No. And then that kind of transitions great into, uh, you know, last episode comes on the 22nd of December. We'll kind of take a break for the holidays and the new year. Um, and believe it or not, Matt and I have families. Yeah, you know, we'd like to spend time with Pe- the family. People, and- people still invite us to family gatherings, even though we have all this information. You better bet that I'm going to be talking about this entire season at all of my family gatherings. Right. I mean, the, time, you with the times I've regaled people with, like, whatchamacallit, freaking um, Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, Crystal um, Pepsi is the one I regale a lot. 
uh uh and then this season i've got some good ones that that i've regaled to people a lot so yeah so that and then we'll kind of and then from there we'll decide you know what we we, we're getting to the point where again we could like return to a previous season so that that's kind of my thing is if you are feeling like hey i really liked the discontinued insert this here yeah let us know can you come back to that um we're open to that or if you have an idea for other seasons you know mm-hmm. hey talk about this this and this uh we've tossed know. around a couple of other yeah. a couple other ideas too or like what we would talk about if we revisited so we have some ideas percolating so we'll take the next couple of weeks to maybe solidify that a little bit more too but yeah, if you so want to we'll... you you know us we will literally we will burn it down we'll be like not that you know, the guy on Twitter wants this and we'll give it to you because we don't care. We are so desperate for your love that we just do whatever we'll you want. Buy it. <laughs> we'll buy it. How much is it? Five dollars? Eight thousand? We'll buy it. Um in the meantime, while you wait for our next our our Halloween spooktacular, uh where Matt can they find us? Yes, you can email us. Discontinued on display at gmail.com uh twitter and insta twitter at uh, blah, 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 oh my goodness you think by the end of season four i'd be good at this no nope. twitter at discontinued pod instagram at discontinued on display you can check out sorcererNetwork.com. i've got some i'm revamping the site a little bit and that's yeah you are bit, yeah that's taking a little more time i've gotten some ideas from like just other sites that i've been looking at and like how to best get content out there and um I, I think I, I I'm I'm I've got some good thoughts. Um, I just have to like have time to execute them, uh, which you know is a, at a premium nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So, but you can still check out sorcerernetwork.com, and uh, a lot of our episodes are still there. You um, can also find Matt on Twitch. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash sorcererermatt. That's another place where I'm 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 getting back into the swing of things. It's kind of been a hectic three weeks, but uh gonna be doing again lots of variety of games. Just if 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 you like things, you're gonna find something on my channel. Sounds yes. great. Well, should we let um, these remember Matt, we only had from nine to five. Working nine to five. I was proud of ourselves. We didn't sing this time. We did. Now we have. But we did. I mean, I could, I couldn't not sing Dolly. Um, you always have love, to sing Dolly. I love Dolly Parton. Um, yeah. Well, let's close the tour. Close out the season. We'll be back late October. Spooky season. Ugh. It's gonna be, be great. Before we'll be here before we know it. It's midway through September. Already. I know oh, this God. is nuts. All right, everyone. Thanks for being with us this season. And we'll see you next time. In o- next time in October for spooky season. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.